Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. John Katz On the line with us right now is Pulitzer Prize winning writer, columnist for the New York Post, Michael Goodwin. His latest column, Apologist Press is raving mad for Biden, but Americans say otherwise. Welcome, Michael Goodwin. Thank you, Lydia. Well, you know, we, 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 we which way are we going today, Michael? We've been talking about the Ukraine. I'm, I'm all. You're all out of gas. Oh, my Ukraine? God. Well, and we're, we're also reflect. confused about every move Biden seems to make. Every um, move. Every, um, everybody else wins and America loses. What's going on? Well, uh, just to, to the topic of my column uh, in yesterday's post, my point is that it had to do with the, the president saying that uh, basically we had to remove Putin. Putin couldn't remain in power. And then the way that the media reacted to that, the way the White House handled it. And the, the point I'm arguing there is that the White House is listening to the media more than it is to the public. And that's why I believe that Joe Biden has such very low approval numbers. Uh, he's got 100 percent in the media, but he's got 40 percent in the country. Now, why that gap? And I, I think that tells you a lot. First of all, we know that more and more people do not trust the media. They, they believe that they're being lied to or misled intentionally or unintentionally. Um, and so you have the president uh, on this issue of what he said about Putin sort of flipping overnight. If you'll recall, the minute he said it, the White House uh, traveling party came out with a statement that he was not calling for regime change. But now Biden says, you know, he's not making any apologies for it. He's not walking back the statement. Nobody thinks I was calling for taking Putin down. Well, his own aide certainly did. That's why they put out the clarifying statement. But I think that what flipped for Biden was that he got he got a lot of praise from left wing journalists about the statement, saying it moment of clarity. Uh, one guy in a Daily Beast compared it better than uh, JFK's Ich bin ein Berliner, better than uh, Ronald Reagan, Reagan Mr. Winston Gorka, Churchill. down this wall, and then finally, it's it's almost as good or rivals Churchill's Iron Curtain speech. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like how much. I must have heard a different speech. Uh, But nonetheless, I think that the White House suddenly is finding itself being praised for something it disavowed. Uh, I mean, it's because the media is just so determined to protect him that they will find any way to distort the facts so that they can try to make him look good. But the public's not buying it. And really, when you think about it, shouldn't there be a closer connection to what the media says and and thinks about 
a president and what the public says? Shouldn't the, the media's coverage reflect uh, the perspective of the, of the, you know, the average person in the country, at least on some level, somewhere? Uh, but when you have a 40 percent approval in the public and a hundred near 100 percent approval in the media, something's wrong. Well, I think, Michael Goodwin, it's because as somebody who was a former member of the press for mainstream media for, for 20 years, you're in this little bubble, liberal bubble world. And that's why everybody, at least in my newsroom, was shocked when Hillary Clinton lost to Donald Trump. We were we were we were shocked because we were so convinced this could not be possible. And I think that we we also are are forgetting that, that they, these are kind of elitists that are not in touch with the actual average American. And, and Michael, it's Richard Weinberg. Fundamentally, the job of journalists is, is to report the news in a fair and honest way and if abdicating that responsibility. Yes. I, I mean, I think, um, you know, as, as Lydia said about journalists being shocked, many of them were crying. Yes. Right. I mean, we've heard stories about people crying that the parties were canceled, that sort of thing. Uh, so th- this idea that that they are fair is just old fashioned. It's not true anymore. And I believe that it, it's not just bias which which we've we've discussed before and i i certainly have been a big proponent of that view i've now changed my opinion on this i don't think it's bias i think it's corruption i and i think it's corruption because they know better they know what they're doing they know what they know that speech how it was heard you know we only got a minute left before a break isn't there any guilt among these journalists? I mean, I can't believe that. It should be against that. the law how can to they, lie like how that. How can they call themselves legitimate journalists and not tell the truth and not and know, knowingly not telling the truth? Where's the integrity? It's gone. And I think that they would blame Donald Trump for that. They would say that Donald Trump was so dangerous right. that they had to put their not just their finger but their feet and their whole body on the scale to tip it to first Hillary Clinton and then Joe Biden. I really believe that. I mean, if you go back, and I I wrote about this, uh, there, there was a media reporter at the New York Times uh, in, in the summer of 16 wrote a, a, a story, a column really, not an opinion column supposedly, but a column, and it began this way. If you think Donald Trump is a racist demagogue and you think it would be dangerous for him to to have his fingers on the nuclear button. How in the heck are you supposed to cover his campaign? Mm-hmm. Now, now, last word, the people have to realize there's five and a half billion uh, people in this world run by dictators, two and a half billion run by the free world, and they're depending on Joe Biden and the United States of America to keep those two and a half billion away from the five and a half billion. Let me tell you something. I am nervous. Well, I think we all are, John, and I think I think we have a right to be that he doesn't seem stable. I mean, to say what he said about Putin, that uh, regime basically calling for regime change in a country that has nuclear weapons and, and with a dictator who has talked about using nuclear weapons. I mean, that that is how sloppy he was to use that phrase. 
Very and to try to to try to deny that it's significant, I think is you know it's like him saying I didn't cause inflation either. Or the border, you know, it's not my fault. I mean, nothing's his fault. Nothing. He, you know, it, it's unbelievable. And the media won't tell him the truth Michael, because they're trying to protect him. We're, we're out of time, Michael Goodwin, New York Post columnist, and and no, to me, number one at the New York Post. Thank you so much, and we'll catch up again real soon. My pleasure. Thank, Thank you. you. Let's take a break. And when we come back, we have. We have Paul Giacomo, the head of and, the detectives and union and for the he NYPD. He has an idea of what the heck is going on in Albany, and he's going to tell us.